I want to come and move from a place of curiosity. I want to understand things better. I want to know people better. I want to connect with people better. And once I shifted my mindset to that, I noticed that every, like everything for me changed because now I was, I was just so much more open and people started to mention to me, it's, it's so weird. In the last couple years, the most significant comment that people make to me is they're like, I love your energy. And I was like, I feel like I'm the same person, but I'm not. Like the energy that I think people get from me now is this like, I'm curious, I wanna know more, I wanna understand. And it, it's so much more authentic. I'm not trying to be anything, I just am. Welcome back to another episode of the Our Change Podcast. And as you guys know that um, this show is predicated around entrepreneurship. And today is no different. Um, just know that within this hour that you will never think the same. You'll never move the same. You'll never act the same. you never work the same. Because after this hour, after this conversation, the inspiration that you receive will, 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 will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. So today is no different. Tisha, how you doing today? I'm amazing. You're amazing. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, the first question I want to ask is, what's on today's episode of Tisha's a Contractor? Today <laughs> on today's episode of Tisha's a Contractor, I am preparing for a speech that I'm going to be doing tomorrow at the Seven Figure Boss Summit. Seven Figure Boss Summit. Yes. What is your speech going to be about? Um, this is going to be the first time I'm telling my story. So through my Instagram platform, I have told bits and pieces of what's right. kind of gone on in my life. Um, and I've taken people on this journey. But unless you know me personally, a lot of people have not actually heard my full story. So Got this you. is going to be the platform that I use to tell that. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear it. I know it's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing time. I hope so. I'm really excited about it. I'm actually way more nervous than I ever anticipated. Why? I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know. It's you would think that telling your story would come really naturally. Right. But it is it feels so much more vulnerable than I'm used to. Well, just remember that your story isn't used for somebody else. So you want to help someone else get through the place that you was once at. That's, that's that's what it. it's about. Yeah, that's, that's it. That, that's what that is. What's keeping like propelling me forward. Got you. So every time I think about it, I'm like, you totally got this, Tisha. It's gonna <laughs> be fine. And the most important thing is, you know, providing something that people could connect with. And I think, you know, through social media, a lot of people have connected with my story, the bits and pieces that they've gotten. Right. I think this is just gonna take it to the next level when people are like, ah, uh, okay. Most definitely. I, this makes sense. So another question is, I seen that you recently stepped away from your full-time job. I did. What was that like, that uh, moment? It was terrifying. The last thing I seen, you tapped that paper and you was like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, this came so much more quickly than I had ever anticipated. People, and I think when you and I had our other interview I think you probably asked me about that I like did. yeah what you know like when when do you know what's gonna right. happen how long are you gonna be able to multitask these things and I really felt like I was gonna make it through the end of the year to be honest but it's just one of those things where you feel like God shows you a very clear path 
And on that path was not my full-time job. It was to build out my business, to build up my brand, and to make a greater impact than I was able to make at my daytime job. And so I just, I just knew. You just knew it was time. Yeah. You, you was there for 20 years, I think you said? So I worked in, so I've been a social worker. I have a master's in social work. I've been doing this since I got out of high school. Right. Even before, actually, I was working um, in social services. So um, I've been working as a social worker for almost 20 years now. The place that I've been working at, I've been there almost three years. So I've mm. moved in, you know, right. to several different places, different countries, different states. Right. I've worked in all different parts of the social work field. Um, but what's interesting is that even though I'm leaving that job, I'm not really leaving social work. I'm really redefining what social work looks like. Um, a lot of people ask me questions about, you know, how do you move from being in social services into like construction? And it doesn't, it connect. doesn't click, it doesn't right. connect. Um, but when you think about it, it actually is much more similar than you first notice. In one space I'm building, at social work, I'm like building up people's lives and providing them with tools and resources. And in the other space, I'm building up real estate. Um, and realistically, now I have, with the contractor, I've figured out a way to merge both of these things that I love so much. Right. Um, and I'm really excited about the coming months and years because the contractor brand is going to be so much bigger than I even had fathomed. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be a, an amazing journey for people to continue to follow me on. Speaking of the, the, the journey and speaking on the contractor brand. You came here to Houston, took a class, learned the skill. Where did that come from? Like, what made you wanted to do that? So I'm, I find myself to be a very artsy type person. Um, I really like to create things. So I had, I had, I had tried my hand at doing accent walls on my own, and I was pretty good. Right. Um, the first one I did was actually in a salon, my hairdresser's salon. <laughs> I, I did a rental job for her and that was the first accent while I did and I loved it. Like I just cutting the wood, painting, all of the design elements, I really loved it. But one thing about me is if I'm going to do something, I want to be the absolute best at it. And I'm willing to put in the work to do that. So I took the class here with CK Wall Designs. Um, which is almost exactly a year. A year ago. A year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would have known that I would have been here right. a year later? Um, and so when I took that class, I felt I was a beast after that. I was like, okay, I'm going to dominate this. <laughs> and I did. I did really, really well with that. But then again, you know, you, that's why I say God laughs when you plan. I thought that that was going to be it, like a side hustle, right. you know, doing these accent walls. And it quickly, quickly took over everything. And then it expanded and people asked me and wanted me to do more things. It just continued to spiral and to snowball. That's, and that's such an amazing story because, you know, for a lot of people, business takes a, a little time before they start to really pick up. But you are experiencing what you are experiencing in less than a year. And that's amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. And then I want to touch on something you said uh, that you like creating. Um, I actually believe that it's it's in our makeup to create. I feel like creation is, in order to be fully fulfilled as a human, I think that creation is a part of that. And I say that because, you know, that's the formula that God used when he 
created everything. Creation gives you leverage, right? And then you have connection, mm -hmm. and then you have contribution. And once you complete all three of these things, you feel fulfilled. I like that. So now that you're creation, now you can have your contribution, and you're going to have um, connection to all these different things. So I feel like now you're going to start to live a much more fulfilled life. Not saying that you was not living a fulfilled life in the social work aspect, but right. I just feel like creation is a part of our makeup. And as a matter of fact, while I'm here on creation, what's the first thing that God ever tells us about God? Say it again? What's the first thing that God ever told, tell, what's the first thing that God ever told us about him? He created us in his image. So what does that make us? If he's a creator, then what mm -hmm. does that make us? Creators. It's natural for us to create. Right. But I just believe that some people, they don't know how to make money from their creativity. Mm -hmm. So they fall into just helping someone else create the thing that they're working on. Right. And I'm sorry, I just went down the whole rabbit hole, but no. that word create is just such a powerful word to me. Yeah. So I just had to like get it all out just now. Well, I think that you're absolutely correct. Um, I think a lot of that is conditioning though, right? So uh, we're built up in a society where it, they're building, they're, they're trying to build employees, right? right? So, you know, we go through school and we do all of these things that seem to make sense. You go to school, you get a job, you know, lots of people, um, they want to get like a government job because it's comfortable, it's safe, you know, you get this retirement or whatever. Um, and a lot of this stuff that is structured to stifle our creativity, in my opinion. Um, and so sometimes you have to, I mean, some people are really, it's really natural for them. Uh, we have to think outside the box though. I agree, 100%. That, I don't even want to get on that subject of like school <laughs> and, cause it's just- that, that, it, it is man, a serious rabbit man, hole. It is, it is. I don't even want to go down that hole right now. <laughs> but um, we've seen, I've seen a lot of your masterpieces that you have created. Where does the inspiration come from to do them? All over. There is no specific place that I get my inspiration from. Um, different places that I go, different people that I interact with, other people's artwork, every, all of it is, is an inspiration. An interesting thing about me is that despite the fact that people see these beautiful pieces of art and all the things that I'm able to create, I actually don't really consider myself a very innovative person um, in terms of like coming up with an idea from scratch. But if you give me like the smallest thing, like a little seedling, I could grow that out of control. Right. So um, I look for inspiration. I shouldn't even say I look. Inspiration, you are just, it, it's natural. Things that you connect with, things that you see. Um, you know, I might go somewhere and have, or have saw something months, years ago and it connects at a time, you know, in the present. So there's no one specific place. Well, is one specific thing that I did see you create, maybe you could tell me we get the inspiration from for this one. I think it was in a bedroom and it had like um, some wood coming over the top and it had lights on it. Oh, the you know canopy. Yeah, I call that the canopy. Where did inspiration come for that one? Cause that, I ain't never seen that before. Yeah, so I actually, I saw, Somewhere out in the world, someone did something similar where they had the wood slats that went up the wall and onto the ceiling. And I thought it was really beautiful. But for me, everything has to be like, I got to take everything up a notch, right? right? 
So I was doing this installation that was actually in my bedroom and I had done my room about two or three different times. There was a multiple right. <laughs> accent walls in there and I wanted to do something with lights and that actually became like my signature, the contractor look. Um, and when you watch the process of that on my Instagram, like my highlights, you see how it evolved as I was going through the process. I was like, I want to put lights, but I don't know how to and like how to recess them so the lights were behind it. Like, I think the most important part that kind of sets me apart from other contractors, other artists, is my critical thinking. Like, you give me a problem, <laughs> I'm going to solve that by any means necessary. So as I'm looking at something and I'm working through it, like the ideas just start to come to me and I like to test things out and try it. I'm like, okay, this doesn't work. And I don't get discouraged very easily. I think that's another thing. You know, we, in life, there's going to be a ton of things, a ton of roadblocks, a, a ton of things that are come in our way that's going to be like, oh, shit, well, all right, here we go. I don't know how to navigate it, but that doesn't scare me. Right. I, wanna, I want to win by any means necessary. Where did that come from? That's a really good question. Let's figure it out. I want to know where it come from. <sighs> where does it come? Parents, family members, school. I, I'm going to say that definitely the parents are a contributing factor. Um, they really, my family, my community really instilled in me that I could do whatever the hell I wanted to, as long as I put my mind to it. So I would say that that was definitely helpful. Um, but trying to think what's what when I'm trying to think of the answer for that what I keep being drawn towards is like as a kid at a very young age I felt like people tried to put me in a box because you look like this because you sound like this because you came from this that like this is what it's supposed to look like for you this is what life right. is supposed to look like for you and I never I don't know what that initial thing was, but I never wanted to be in that box, whatever the hell it was. Like, if you looked at me and you're like, oh, but you look, uh, I, right. I want to do the exact opposite <laughs> of whatever the hell it is that you right. made the assumption about. Um, and so I think that really informed the way that I moved throughout the world. And there's just like this internal fire, like I'm going to do whatever it is to get whatever it is that I want to be do have to prove people wrong be do have another bible principle yeah <laughs> be do have you got to be this person to be able to do the thing to have the thing you want yeah be do have that's amazing what would you say to another young lady that want to get this thing done but don't have the fire that you have but she want to get it done what would you say to that young lady? I would say surround yourself with people who do. So the, I didn't look at it like this until recently when I was trying to write my speech for um, the event tomorrow. Um, but at some point I was able to contextualize the fact that if I wanted to make a change in my life, if I wanted to get to a certain goal, I needed to be and surround myself with people who were either striving to do those things or already there. 
Right. So at a point I realized I wanted to now, I wanted to either do only hang out, learn from, be inspired by people who I either wanted to be friends with, learn from, or do business with. Because how else am I going to learn? Like, it's that same concept where they talk about, like, you put a snake in a little container. Like, that's as big as they're going to get, right. right? When really that snake could be 150 pounds right. <laughs> if you put them in the right environment. You know what I mean? They're supposed to grow to that, that larger size. But people, we're restricting ourselves. We're restricting ourselves on so many different aspects. Our environments, our minds, the way we live. Like, you have to expose yourself to these things. And some, uh, many of us don't have that in our, you know, initial environment or where we're growing up. You have to find it. You have that's, to take the initiative. That's the ultimate hack right there, is to get around people that, that you aspire to be like. That's, that's like the ultimate life hack. Yeah. Um, where, where did the name, the contractor come from? So, two parts. Uh, in the beginning, Prior to it becoming a business, every day I said, welcome to today's episode of Teachers the Contractor, which kind of sounded like contractor. Right. And when I realized that I was going to turn this into a business, I had thrown it out there um, on social media. I was like, I need a name. You guys, like, give, give me something. T tell me what some things that you think. And my brother was actually the one who said, he said, Tisha, the contract, her. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's it. it. I love it. And then when I started using it, I didn't even really realize that I was onto something as big as it was. I had so many people messaging me saying like, this name is so good. Did you trademark it? I was like, oh, whatever. I don't know anything about that. Right. Uh, and then within a couple months, I realized I have a feeling that this is going to be much bigger than I had even initially thought and I should probably do that so I trademarked it that's good let's let's take let's digress a little bit because now I want you to really walk me down this journey now okay so started off social work you came took the class at what point did you get your first contract work or like your first paid gig because you said initially it wasn't a business right so, but I had paid gigs before that. Right. So once, once I started documenting what I was doing online, I think people really connected with the transparency of what was happening. So one, I was a woman, and so that in itself had its own dynamic. It sure do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was really just being transparent about the journey of... Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, <laughs> just being realistic, I had right. no idea. I was figuring the shit out as I was going, but I was being transparent about that. I wasn't presenting as if I knew everything. I was like, oh, you know, this worked. And I was like, ah, shit, okay, this, this didn't work, guys, <laughs> you right. know? Um, and so a lot of, specifically women, connected with that. And there was an instant, I want to say, level of trust with me. The, the primary bulk of my clientele is normally women. And it's because many women who have worked or own homes, rental, whatever it is, have worked with contractors who are primarily men who have ripped them off. And so with everything that I do, there's always going to be an element of education. I don't, it doesn't matter what, what it is. I go in, I do accent walls. I, 
anything that I'm teaching, I talk to people about the materials. And so people have an understanding of where your, their money is going, right. how to maintain things, how to fix things on their own. Um, so long before I, w I you know, took that class, I was getting paid jobs to do different things for women who were like, I love what you're doing. I love how you're doing it. And I would much rather spend my money with you than, and have this relationship where I know somebody is their intent is not to rip me off. Right. We're going to be transparent if there's a, a bump in the road, if something doesn't go as planned. Um, and that's also going to provide a level of education to me as we go through this process. So I was definitely getting jobs before I, I did that class. I, I want to put a pin in this conversation for a second. I want to talk about what you just said about being transparent and not posing as if you knew everything. Because I think that on the opposite end of that, that is the thing that stifles people's growth. Pretending like they know everything and not being transparent. Mm -hmm. and, and I say that because I think I was that person at one point. Not I think, I know I was that person at one point that didn't want it to get started until I had everything figured out. But I've come to learn that the journey is much more appreciative as you just go through it. The lessons you learn through the journey are more important than trying to start once you have everything figured out. Mm -hmm. So um, you've, you, you just taught me two valuable things that I knew, but just to hear it again, it's like, okay, just keep going. Mm -hmm. You don't have everything figured out, but just keep going. And then also to keep being transparent because transparency leads to freedom. Like, you know, with you being transparent, you might help someone else. Right. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, I was just thinking about that as you said it, like, that's, that's beautiful because a lot of people can't be transparent. Yeah. And I don't want to pretend that it was always like that for me either. It wasn't. Um, so in my life, in my friends group, educationally, in my work environment, I often was, and I don't want to sound cocky when I say this, but I was often the smartest person in the room, right? And that was... It, it just w was, because I always, like, I work so fucking hard all the time, right? I want to be the best, and that's not a joke. I really want to be the best at something. Um, but it got to a point where I realized, like, I was stifling myself. How do I learn like that? I can't learn if I'm a, I know it all, I know all of these things. It's nice to feel like, oh, okay, I'm smart or whatever, but you can't grow like that. Right. So this, the last, I'd say, maybe two, three, four years was really a time of personal and, as a result, professional growth where I had to acknowledge, like, you do not know everything. And you got to stop acting like you know everything, <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. And it's interesting how that worked out for me. I don't mean to cut your wisdom, mm -hmm. but at what point did you realize that? Like, what, what was the thing that was going on where you was like, you know what, you got to stop now? What was going on, if you could remember? So, in the last, like, through, probably, so I got a divorce. And during the divorce, like, life was just upside down for me. And I couldn't grasp, I felt like I was grasping at straws all the time. Like, I couldn't get a hold of anything. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm so used to being in control of all the situations and everything that happens around me. And I'm like, oh, I got this handle because I know this and I can navigate this and whatever. And I was like, 
I can't navigate none of this what? shit. You losing your mind. <laughs> you gotta let go. You have to let go of this. You cannot control everything. And you have to be willing to learn and not come from this perspective of, yeah, how do I explain this? Even when I was learning things and listening to other people, I was coming from like, oh, but I already know this part. Like I wasn't fully open to listening to everything and to absorbing all this other information. I was like, your life is in shambles. Like you gotta <laughs> listen to somebody. You need you need to start from scratch. Right. You need to start from scratch. Your energy's all messed up. Um, and also, I feel like years ago, people. I was always trying to portray or what I wanted people to perceive from me was that I had a level of knowledge and I was trying to share it but it came off as cocky to people and that was not my intention but it just it was that right. it is what it is right so I didn't want to present like that either I want to come and move from a place of curiosity I want to understand things better I want to know people better I want to connect with people better and once I shifted my mindset to that I noticed that Every, like everything for me changed because now I was I was just so much more open and people started to mention to me it's it's so weird in the last couple years the most significant comment that people make to me is they're like I love your energy and I was like I feel like I'm the same person but I'm not like the energy that I think people get from me now is this like I'm curious I want to know more I want to understand and it it's so much more authentic I'm not trying to be anything. I just am. I don't think you could have said it no better than that. Because <laughs> I, I, I see the whole picture you just painted. I see it clearly. I see exactly where you're coming from. And I had a question on my mind. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. Oh, my gosh. Something you said that I, I definitely wanted to piggyback on. But... I'm going to skip it and come back to yeah, it. Come back to I'm going to come back to it. So, we started talking about all this different stuff, right? And I just remember it. Let's tell everyone what it is exactly that you do. Okay. Because I see the accent walls. But is it more to it? I'm coming from a place of curiosity right now. I want to mm -hmm. know the full spectrum. Okay. So, what is it, everything that you do? So... The Contractor is a design studio and an, ac an academy. And so we do interior design, renovation design as one component. And then the other component is teaching. So I do three day DIY workshops for women to help them protect their investment, whether that's their own homes, whether it's rental properties. Uh, a lot of my clients are people who, women, who are getting into, you know, Airbnbs or doing real estate investment. And so it's just the feeling that I got when I started to learn how to do these things and realize that I could fix and do things on my own and save money while doing it. I really wanted to be able to provide that same feeling to other people right. and these skills to build capacity. Because I was teaching people as I was going anyway. I come into your house, you're like, oh, you know, I just want you to come and fix this. And I'm like, but this, and this, I'm showing you all right. this stuff, right? So I was doing it anyway. I just structured it in a way to better fulfill that mission. Um, and then as a result of that, it has kind of continued to snowball as everything has done. 
And I had a lot of people who were reaching out to me and asking for mentorship. And not necessarily because they were in construction or they wanted to get into construction at all, but really about like, how do you change your mindset? How do you prepare yourself and support yourself for ongoing success? And so I am now rolling out a mentorship um, program that we call the Success Navigator, um, which really is an indication of it's not connected to any one job or field, but it's really about like, how do we take better care of ourselves? How do we connect with the right people to be the best version of ourselves for our personal lives and to build our businesses? So that's three different things now. Yes. The actual job part of it, where you go out in the field. Yes. Then the education part of it. Well, I guess it's two different sides of education. Well, two different programs within the education side of it. Right. Which is the three-day DIY and then the, then the mentorship. Right. Seems like a pretty good business structure. Seems like a pretty business structure. You got the that part, education part of it, is well put together. Where did you learn that from? How 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 did you decide to come up with all of that? It was a natural evolution, where it's like you see a need and you try to meet the need, and I, that goes back to the like redefining what social work looks like, right? As a social worker, what you you know, you are there to build capacity, right? And so people always think that social work or therapy, it's like somebody telling you what to do and how to navigate things, and that's not it. Um, at least that's never been my perspective as a social worker. I always felt like my job was to build people's capacity because I'm not gonna be there to handhold you or you know, whoever your social worker is or your therapist is not gonna be there to handhold you. How do we provide you with the tools for you to be successful on your own? And so this is just another way of, of doing that. Amazing, amazing. I'm up to copy that business structure as well. <laughs> I'm up to copy that. Um, which part of it do you enjoy the most? All of it. I can't say that there's one piece that I enjoy more than others. There are, there are different components that I find that are extraordinarily fulfilling for me. So when I'm actually doing the physical work, that meets a personal need for me because I like to be creative and work with my hands. And so when I build something or I, you know, I fix something and I step back and I see what I've been able to accomplish, right. that, that has its own level of fulfillment. And then when I'm doing the teaching, there is a moment in every single class where I teach the students how to use the miter saw and they make their first cut and I swear to God, their eyes light up. Like you could just see, they're like, oh my God, I could do whatever I want. I'm right. gonna build everything. So during my class, that is always my, my favorite part of the class because I could see that spark that's been lit in them. So, and, and I, you know, they're just, they're so excited and they really feel like they've gotten so much value and connection out of the class. So that has a whole level of fulfillment. And then from the mentorship side, um, a, a little bit similar to that where, you know, we have these conversations. And again, when we, when we use that social work therapy piece as a comparison, um, good therapy is not somebody telling you what to do. It's when they ask you the right questions to elicit the information from you. And so you have come up with these ideas and these solutions on your own and you're so much more in invested in move and moving and working through that. It's the same thing with the mentorship. You speak with people, you ask the right questions, you 
provide the right you know resources and you watch them create or and, and come up with the answers to the questions that they didn't even know that they wanted to or needed to ask that 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 make a lot of sense so basically you ask the right questions that forces that person to think about the answer that they need yeah instead of holding their hands all the way through right and then people are much more invested in what's taking place right if i tell you you know you need to do a b or c and you're like okay even if you th even if you feel like it's gonna work you're like all right well i'll just do it because this is what they told me to do right but if you have worked through it in your brain and you're like okay this is the problem oh okay n now now i see i need to do this and this oh my god i got it i got it like the the ownership that you have in that significantly changes the way that you that you move moving forward so through the mentorship program and the success navigation it's really about it's really about ensuring that people ha are invested in what's happening for themselves like i'm not coming with any magic answers for anything but i'm providing a safe and structured environment for you to be the best version of yourself that you can be got you now let's walk through this process of let's say i'm a client mm -hmm. i want to book you and this is for someone that is starting this business but they don't know just the intricacies of how the whole business system works mm -hmm. so let's walk let's let, let's go through that process for a second i'll call you i'll be like hey tisha uh, i got this wall i want to get done how does that conversation go so the first thing we do that people do is they book a consultation with me and that's really to gather all the information I need to be able to provide a accurate quote. So I need information about the measurements and the design and where it is and all this kind of stuff because there's so many different pieces that in dictate what the price is, you know. It the price for a 10 by 10 wall on the first floor is not going to be the same as uh, the price for a 10 by 10 wall that's on the third floor that also wants lights in it right What's so the like difference you're just so, walking up some stairs yeah when you gotta when you have to cut <laughs> i have to laugh because <laughs> i learned this the hard way i did a wall that was not a very complicated wall in a client's house who lived in like a stacked condo townhouse but I had to cut all of the wood in the garage and walk up three flights of steps. And when you're cutting, it doesn't matter how many times you measure, you have to make adjustments. So imagine having to make three adjustments on a piece of wood to ensure that it fits between two other pieces and having to walk up those steps. Three different times. Three different times. Right. And that was only one wood. I, I cut like 50, 60, 70 pieces of wood to complete these jobs. Um, sometimes I have walls. I did an accent wall. It was a 20 foot ceiling that I did um, a really tall like a fireplace I had to hire extra help somebody had to stand at the bottom uh, and stay at the bottom of the um, ladder to make sure that it was safe so now I gotta hire somebody else so there's all these different factors, factors um, and a lot of people like sometimes they'll send me inspiration pictures of like some super intricate design when you've got to cut 50 pieces of wood just to do a piece that's this big all of those things you got to take into account. And I learned them the hard way. <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> yes. At least you learned it. I did. <laughs> At least you learned it. So some advice for a young lady that want to get in the industry, but she don't know how to or where to start, right? Um, 
but she just know that it's something that she really, really want to do. Mm-hmm. What's what's the I guess like what's the per, what's the first piece of advice would you give to her? Come to my class. Come to your class. Yes. Let's talk more about the class. How could they find it? What is it about? Um, what all comes with the package? Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Okay, so the class is a three-day, usually a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday class where I teach the fundamentals of electrical, plumbing, drywall repair, paint, woodworking, and we do epoxy. So hold up. So you know how to do all of that? Electrical and plumbing, you know how to do oh, yeah. all that? Absolutely. I need to be in the class too then. Yeah. I, I need... <laughs> it's only for women right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I teach all of that. I also talk about like project management and the cost of materials and things that are renter friendly and think also talking about what things bring value if you're a homeowner. So things that you should, if you have limited money and you want to do some upgrades, what are the things that you should focus on that are going to, you know, increase the value for you as opposed to just things that you think look pretty. Um, We also, everybody gets a tool bag that has essential tools in it that people didn't even know that they needed, but they do. Um, and then we provide breakfast and lunch um, to keep them fueled during that three days. So, And the other part of it that's really, really amazing, again, everything is always going to come back to that sense of community, right? Building community. Because this field is dominated by men, there aren't a lot of women out here. Um, so I'm building a, a community. You're now part of the contractor network where you can connect with like-minded women but also you have direct access to me so like for example after my first class I had a young lady who her water heater broke in like after like three weeks I was the first person she called I had two different referrals that she could use to get her water heater fixed so just being able to tap into that network and knowing that anybody who I refer for any jobs are thoroughly vetted. So I'm not sending any people willy-nilly right. and be like, oh, I heard so-and-so, like, right. if I haven't worked with them directly, then they will not be getting referred. That's actually, like, the biggest part of it, the network. Yeah. That's, that's, I like that. I, everything that you got going on is, like, it, it, it makes so much sense. Thank you. I like it. And this is just the beginning. It, oh, it's super only the beginning. The amount of ideas that I have, that's why I say every day I wake up, so friggin' excited because there's just so many things that are in the works. Um, I, I some days I have to remind myself like Tisha, stay focused because you can't do all of these things at the same time if you want to do them really well. But I have a multiple things lined up. Like I'm super super excited about this idea. I want to move from doing my classes in. Um, like a classroom and I want to get properties to do them in and basically flip them and provide affordable housing to people hold after hold the space. Hold yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Say it again. So instead of using a classroom right. like I've been doing, so I use event, different event spaces because I've been doing it on a tour. Um, I am working on acquiring real estate to do the classes in the actual properties and then instead of like not just flipping them to to sell them but provide use them as affordable house more affordable housing options for people so if you're thinking if you know if we have a two or three bedroom 
home. Right. And because we're going to use it for the class, like these are homes that are going to have like every room is going to have accent walls in them. There's going to be epoxy floors and countertops and all this kind of stuff. Like all of these incredible upgrades that you would never get in a regular home. Right. And oh, I'm sorry. Um, and be able to offer them at an affordable rate for people, rental spots. So I'm like, but like everything just takes so many different pieces. There's right. just so many <laughs> things going on. So I'm, that's just one of the many things that I, I'm I thinking of. I got an idea too. Do you? We're going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, okay. I got an idea. I got an idea. You have said that you are in the industry that's mainly dominated by men. Mm -hmm. How does that, what is that like for you? What does that look like for you being in the industry that's dominated by men? I always find this question really hard to ask because... To ask or to answer? Or sorry, to answer because I don't know, it doesn't... For me personally, it's not a thing. I don't care. Like, I don't feel like it hinders me, that it's problematic for me. I think that comes from that same thing we were talking about earlier. Like, I'm, I'm used to people looking at me since a really young age like, and trying to decide what I'm capable of or not and questioning that. And so it doesn't, I don't know, it's not a thing for me. I'm just like in my, I'm focused, I'm in my own lane, I'm doing my own thing. I don't care if guys think that it's, you know, I, that I know what I'm doing or not. I feel like my work speaks for itself. Um, and to be honest, I think that I get, especially because I drive this big pink pickup truck, right. like they think it's so badass most of the time. <laughs> like I go to Home Depot and these guys are like, what? Nah. They're, like, <laughs> right. they're like, this is cool as shit. So I feel like they give me, people have been showing me love. I'm not gonna lie. Men, women, people who are in the industry, people who are coming from a completely different you know, field. I feel like people have been giving me a lot of love. That's amazing. What has been one of the most challenging projects that you've worked on? And how did you get through it? A hundred percent. The accent wall that I did for the fireplace, that was the 20 foot ceiling. <laughs> I almost threw in the towel. So this was my first, this was the tallest wall that I had done. I did have an assistant who came and helped me. And I had bought this like, 12 foot scaffolding and I'm telling I had set the scaffolding up before like I messed around with it right but when I so I went to the client's house the day before to set all of because the scaffolding takes you know like an hour or two to set up so I went the night before to get everything set up so that the next day when I started the project it will be ready right and I got up on the scaffolding in this house and my knees were shaking <laughs> and I was telling a friend of mine was there with me helping me put it together and I was looking at him and I was like yo I can't do this I can't do this. He's like, <laughs> looking at me. He's actually my, he's actually my lawn care guy, right? right? So I was like, I didn't have anybody to help me. I'm like, can you come help me put this up? He's looking at me like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, there's no way I could do this. I'm actually really scared of heights. So I don't know why the hell I agreed to do this. Like, I, it was really, really bad. But again, just like anything that makes me nervous or it's new, like, I have to have a conversation with myself. I'm like, the only thing that's stopping me from doing this is me. That is it. Nothing else. This is not it. It's not an impossible job. You are terrified, but you have to get through it. It's not an option. So I showed up the next day with the wobbly knees and I just got that shit done. And over time, as I just pushed through it, I was like, you could do this. You could like literally I'm talking to myself. The people who I was doing the job for probably could hear me like, you could do this. You could do this. <laughs> and over time, like I was so focused on like 
just just do the job stop thinking about it you got to get up on the ladder get it done and then you know after 20 minutes of standing on the ladder the knees start to stabilize and you got it done we got to get we, we got to get it done you got it done that's what's up from a from a client's perspective what was one of the most challenging experiences of you had with a with a client um like maybe maybe they expected this but they didn't get that and they want you to change it or like how do how do people navigate those things so i haven't had a situation like that to be honest with you and i think that's mainly because one either i have a cl clients a lot who are just like i trust your you know artistic expertise do your thing or two if they're not like that I involve the clients in the process. So I don't end up with a finished product that they're like, uh, I don't like this or I wanna change that. You know, I check in with them throughout the process and ask questions to ensure that I don't get to that situation. Right. So that was not an experience that I've had thus far. The most difficult situation was a client who didn't pay me. What? I'm still tight about that. <laughs> How do you deal with that? I, I took the L. How does someone just not pay you for a job? So normally when somebody pays me, especially for accent walls, they pay 50% um, on the front end. And so this was at the beginning of the business. And, you know, it was somebody who had like a decent social media following and stuff like that. So it was very much, he was like, you know, I'm going to document this and blah, 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 blah. And it was good for exposure or whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. And when you're starting your business, there's a lot of these pieces you have to navigate where you may work for less than it, your job, the job is worth, you know what I mean? But because you want the exposure, you want to build your portfolio, you need to get some jobs done under your belt. You, right. that, that's just part of the, 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 part of the game. I get what you're saying. So, you know, it was one of those situations. And so he paid the initial deposit and, and then he started to get super picky about like little, like, he got the wrong lights and then he wanted me to come back and swap them to something else and i i was like all right cool i went back and there was an issue with the wallpaper and i realigned i took all the wallpaper down and put the all realigned all of the wallpaper and he was very satisfied with it at the end and he was supposed to pay his second portion and he didn't pay and he got such a discounted price which is what made me tight i was like i was so annoyed but you know, I tried to get my payment. He said he was going to do it. He never did it. And I just chalked it up to the game. I was like, it won't happen to me again. That's it. Just charge it to the game. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I feel like this has been a, a well-rounded conversation. Um, touched on the business side of things, the classes side of things, the mentorship side of things. Um, we spoke a little bit on your journey uh, to transition from the social work aspect of things to full-time entrepreneurship now. Yes. Full-time. But still social working. Still social I'm working. Still so, yeah, this is, that's what I said. It's redefining social work. Just redefining it. Just looks, it just looks a little bit different. That's your version of it? Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. And now, and, and now it's not somebody else, some corporation that's paying me. Right. Like that. Right. Yeah. What, um, how far do you see yourself taking this? Like, what's the biggest dream you see right now? So when it happens, I could be like, she did tell me that was going to happen. Yeah. There, 
the contract her is going to grow to an organization that is at some point is not going to be defined by like contracting in terms of construction like right now that's what people associate it with because that's where it started but that's not where it's going to be like the contractor is going to be a brand with so many different components to it and it's really going to be about like you could contract her for anything any type of work you're thinking about <laughs> you could contract her for as far as home goes no anything anything because I'm building out the mentorship, which is about business. People who come to me are not going to be people who are working in, in contracting, right. right? You could have a hair store and you're trying to figure out like, how do I take this to the next level? You need people to build out your website. You need people to um, help. Just different aspects yeah. of business. And any, any and all. Any and all. You could contract her to do what, whatever is necessary to help build capacity for people to be the best versions of themselves. Therapy, the contractor. I love that, I love that. Right before we close, um, I met this guy, I went to Atlanta and I met this guy, uh, Sheriff Diop. I stayed at his Airbnb and um, one of the most brilliant minds I've ever spoke to in my life. And I was telling him about my podcast and the next morning he brought me a sheet of paper just with different ideas that I could add to the podcast. And there was one specific thing that really stuck to me. And it said, uh, the world is listening. And the question that I want to ask you is this. The world is listening. What's one piece of advice would you give to humanity? So I answered this question before, but now I feel like I, I need a different answer for this. What will I tell people? Work on being the best version of you that you can so that you can show up and connect with other people in a way that is meaningful for them as well. I think that we would hurt each other less. We would be kinder to each other. Um, we would be less selfish. We, all of us have things that we need to work on. We need, to, we need to work on being the best versions of ourselves so that we can do less damage in the world. That is so much in alignment with my philosophies as well. And I want to add to that, become the best version. You should, and this is the reason why I'm so hard on growth, is because I feel like you should love yourself enough to recognize your potential, to want to make the changes that's going to produce the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to add it to what you just said, but you couldn't close out on no better than that. I do want to say thank you for your time today. Um, a very well-rounded conversation from my perspective. And um, everything that you have going on, I'm sending you love. I'm sending you longevity. I'm sending you, you abundance. I'm sending you prosperity. I'm sending you more wins from my family to yours. Thank you. Thank you and, so much. And um, I can't wait to see where it takes you. I appreciate that. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to share. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.